guys, are we doing this? We're doing this. <laughs> Finally. Well, welcome to Kind of Fub. My name is Ina. My name is Ola. And I'm Yana. Okay, guys, where was this idea born to start our podcast? So when we picked you up from Texas, which is another story for maybe next episode. Good times. <laughs> On our road trip back from Texas to Florida, remember we said, let's start a podcast. We did. And we named it Kind of Fob. That's when it was born. Yes. We were so excited to be living in the same state together and right? just be able to spend time together. And we were like, we have to start a podcast. Yeah. It has been a year, but <laughs> well worth it. <laughs> 14 first episodes later, and we've got you guys here. <laughs> finally guys this is a lot harder than we thought though honestly it but is. it's so fun it is so fun you have to start like you can do as much research as you want about anything but you're not yeah. gonna learn until you just do it and yes. mess up along the way honestly we're just gonna be raw we're gonna be ourselves and we're just gonna have fun with this i know i'm excited i feel like First of all, we spent a lot of time together, yes. but we have a lot of stories, and I love story time. <laughs> Me too. My favorite thing about the twins is watching people's reactions when they're telling stories that are so normal to them about our upbringing, <laughs> and people are just with their jaw dropped in shock. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, you know, like, no biggie, no biggie, that's just my life, and even to this day, I'll be talking to you guys and you will tell me a story as if it's just another day that <laughs> happened in your life. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that's something I can't... Okay, I'm going to bring up this story first because it just comes to mind right now. <laughs> Go ahead. The fact that when we moved to America, if we were in Section 8 housing, you guys thought we lived in a place called Homeless. <laughs> and we found out recently that it was actually homeless. We were homeless. We were in a homeless shelter. Like, shelter. Well, it wasn't well, a homeless shelter. It was a program. a program. Section 8. It helps the homeless. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't know until a couple of years. My we husband were... brought it out. He's the one. He's like, I would call it literally. I'd be like, we lived in like this homeless like section like it's payless yeah you know like um back then what 20 years ago we had regular phones the color id and it would just say homeless but our mom and dad the way they read it was a homeless so all my life that's just what i was used to homeless okay but our parents still say stores wrong like Safaway, Safaway, safeway chipotle walmart Yeah, and that's like a big part of being fob. So many things that are normal to us are not the average American experience. And that's what we're here to bring you. By you hanging out with us, you're going to see the way that we see the world, which is just a little bit different. Yeah. So why kind of fob? Well, what is a fob? What is a fob? A fob is also known as fresh off the boat. Yeah, we've been fresh off the boat for 20 years now, guys. <laughs> so who's the most fob out of all three of us? Uh, it's definitely me. <laughs> Ina, how fob would you say you I are? I think I'm kind of fob, but not as fob as Ola for some reason. Which is crazy because we're identical twins and somehow my English is worse. Everything, <laughs> just wait till you guys hear me talk. Just don't judge me because, first of all, English is my third language. There will be a lot of things I say wrong. But, you know, we all laugh. And it's funny because English is your third language, but it's like, are you 100% at any of the languages? No. <laughs> the um, same. Do 
Do you know what they do? They keep track of the words I say wrong. My it's husband not- Dima has it in his notes. Funny things Olya says. I have None my own too. notes list as well. One of my favorites is when it pours, it rains. <laughs> Top quote. Oh, I also frequently use uh, the world is full of oysters, right. guys. The world I, is full of oysters. It is. That's I, that's my quote. It gives me motivation and inspiration to keep going <laughs> on the daily. You are welcome. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, Ida, how fab would you say you are? I'd say I'm like a seven. Seven? Seven out of ten, you're a fob? That's pretty no. fob. That's, that's a fob. very just fob. Kidding. Ten being like you okay. got off the boat okay. yesterday. Yeah. No, let's <laughs> give me a five then. I'm kind of fob. Yeah, okay. I would give you a five. Do you guys agree? Yeah. I I, agree. But what makes me a fob? Well, actually... You have a slight accent. I do have an accent. I used to be so insecure about my accent. Now I own it. I, I love, love my accent. I, some, I think I have my accent is a little bit stronger than yours. It is. Is it? I feel like Oda would be a solid 6.5. 6.5 6. 6. Yeah, still? 6.5. Do you know what, guys? I think I became a citizen before all of you. Right? Okay, that's actually Hold on. True. I think I did. Yes. I became a citizen. What is more more American than us? Oh my goodness. You guys, they have a American. Okay, but what even makes you American? Is it the citizenship? Is it the culture? Um, because I became American, an American citizen after you. I became I be- a citizen February 2020, a month before COVID. Yeah. I when was, did you? I was August 2020. And I was 2022. Yana, the day we picked you up from Texas, that morning, that's before right. our flight, I got my citizenship. That's what month right. was that? July? That was July. July 2022. July. Yana, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how far are you? I'd say I'm about a 1.5, 2 on the fob scale. <laughs> yeah. I, I could pass You're for the an American. I, I don't. I feel like the only reason people know that I'm foreign is because of my dark hair and I'm six feet tall and automatic and the name Yana is not, you know, I'm not a Stephanie. So they're like, where are you from? Ethnically, we look Bulgarian. Yeah. We're we're more Bulgarian Bulgarian in our DNA. Mm -hmm. Bulgarian, Russian, Ukrainian. We're from Ukraine, so we're Ukrainian. Yeah, we were born in Ukraine. (laughs) Shout out Ismail. Our hometown. Yes, where we grew up. When we immigrated to America, I was only a year and a half, so I don't have my first impression of America. Mm-hmm. What was your guys' first impression to when you were coming to America? How old were you guys? So we were nine, but we turned 10 two weeks later. We came in August 2003, and we flew into New York first. And this is when the blackout happened. I don't know if anybody remembers, but New York had a blackout for three days. There was no electricity anywhere. I don't know how far. I how can't imagine that happening It now. was crazy. Right. right. So I remember we landed. We were at the airport and everything was black. I don't know if that's when it happened, but I just remember everything was dark. Mm-hmm. They gave us a hotel room. I don't remember much in between, but I woke up. It was like 5 a.m. because of the time difference. We didn't sleep in much. And I'm looking out the window and I'm looking and I'm seeing all these cars. So many cars. And I'm just not used to that, you know? It was crazy just waking up in this huge city. But what I envisioned America was actually New York. Yeah. Like the big cities you hear about. The big buildings. The big buildings, the cars. I think that's what we saw in movies probably. Mm -hmm. And LA and New York. Yeah. (laughs) But then we 
come to Colorado, which is crazy because when you arrive to Colorado, if you've ever been to the Denver airport, it's still kind of like this. There's really not much. It's, it's corn like a cornfield. It's like, yeah. Plans. So when we arrived, I'm looking, I'm like, interesting. This is different. I remember seeing the mountains. That was nice. We were driving to our cousin's house and their house was just in this brand new neighborhood. So there weren't many houses. It was beautiful, but it just was not what I envisioned America to be. But their house is like a three-story house, which and I've never seen never before. seen that before. Do what you... were the biggest things about the culture that shocked you guys? Well, I remember going to a restaurant for the first time. Chinese buffet. It was a Chinese buffet. That's so a go-to. Our... Oh, yeah. So our aunt... She took us there, and we went there with her family. And, you know, in Ukraine, you obviously don't have buffets. I don't even know if we've been to restaurants there. So we go to this buffet, and there's so many options. I remember just looking. I'm like, what do you mean we can have everything we want as much as we want? That was wild. And trying the sesame chicken, the orange chicken. I was so confused. I'm like, why is chicken sweet? Because the chickens we ate was from our backyard and they were just running around. We had to kill them and eat them. So they didn't have that much flavor. Culture shock for me was backwards because I'm growing up in America and then I'm learning about Russian culture as I'm growing up in America. So I'm trying to experience both simultaneously. And at home, it's like, oh, if you're touching anything cold with your feet, your bare feet, you're going to be infertile later (laughs) on and get sick and die. (laughs) And then I'm at school and there's kids sitting on the cold tile floor and it's just normal. And I'm like, what is going on here? What do you remember? Okay, so I know you kind of you pretty much grew up here but what was your culture shock I know you didn't speak English because at home you spoke only Russian yeah I didn't learn English until basically kindergarten so my first day of school I think I knew like two words of English and I'm pretty sure looking back now my parents probably started me not on the actual first day of school Because they probably didn't know better. Like, when do you start? Yeah, because all of the kids already had assigned seats and knew where they were sitting. And they knew how to read their name. And I come in, and I don't know how what anyone's saying. And I sit down at a random desk, and a little boy comes up to me, and he's saying, like, hey, this is my seat, basically. I don't understand what he's saying, and I just start crying. And there's no translator. There's nobody that speaks Russian. There's nobody there to calm me down. So I'm just crying. My parents left me in a random place and they're just sitting me at a desk with a bunch of kids. I'm like, what do I do here? (laughs) And finally the teachers calm me down and I'm just trying to sit, listen to what these gibberish words are. And then they move us to an art classroom. That's when things went down. (laughs) (laughs) Art class? Why? So I, you know, like art classroom had like the little exit sign and like a little american flag and a door and then i see a skeleton (laughs) skeleton i saw i I had never seen a skeleton in my life this was like a science classroom type oh i remember skeleton and so i just started crying i am full-on freaking out i'm like are these people gonna kill me they took me away from where my parents know i am and i'm just freaking out so bad that they had to call my parents to come pick me up i remember my dad picking me up and he's like yana why are you crying at school like stop crying at school and i'm like i'm sorry like i'm scared (laughs) yeah 
that. What was your guys' first day of school like? What grade were you guys in? Over there in our school, we went to a private Christian school. So you skip fourth grade. I don't know why. That's so random. So random. So random. I don't think there's kindergarten either, is there? Uh, uh, there but is. The yeah, that's kindergarten. kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, fourth grade was skipped and we went straight to fifth. We came here, we did testing. The school we went to was really high level in Ukraine, so I think that's why we were able to pass because a lot of kids get held back the first yeah. you know, year when they come here. So we started way later than all the other kids. And in Ukraine, a tradition is on the first day of school, you always dress nice. and You have big bows in your hair. You have big bows in your hair. Like the size of your head. Yeah, literally. Bigger. bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you bring flowers to the teacher. And when we arrived to school, two twins, dorky twins, matching with big bows, don't speak any English. And it's not even the first day. It's not the first day. I don't even know. It was probably September. And we arrived. I remember everybody just looking at us. And I I do remember everybody just wearing like t-shirts and jeans. And I was so confused. I'm like, are they allowed to wear this to school? We wore skirts. So... Our mom asked us to ask the teacher what time to pick us up. Me and Ura didn't speak English, so we go, um, what o'clock? We remember, we knew some words, I guess. We, top, 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 we showed it on our two little fingers on our palm. We're like, top, 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 house. House. (laughs) What o'clock? We top, top, house. (laughs) But guess what? She understood us. She said three o'clock. Yeah. So we told mom, like, okay, she said three. <laughs> no, I'm, like, looking back now as an adult, my parents were so young when they moved to America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a year old. I think my dad was maybe 20, 21. Yeah. My mom was probably 17. Yeah, she was And like, pregnant like with my brother. Mm-hmm. And so my dad told me stories about how he started working and his English was bad and mm-hmm. he had an accent and everyone was making fun of him. Yeah. And he's like, I just wanted to go back to Ukraine. And I can't imagine how hard that would be right now. Even if I were to go back to Russia or Ukraine, I have an American accent. Mm-hmm. I got hustled so bad over there. Exactly. We were there a couple of years ago. We're already at this point where people know we're, we're not from there anymore. Yeah. Like I would struggle having to speak Russian full time, let alone mm-hmm. learning a completely new language. I always think like our parents, so we're a family of five kids. We have three older brothers and we're the babies and they just moved here. Pretty much no money, no English at all, no place to live. To a new country and mm-hmm. sacrifice everything for us. Yeah. Right? To give us a better life. Yeah. I always think about that because even when we were in France a couple months ago, just not able to speak English. And I just kept English? thinking, I mean, their language. I was just thinking about our parents. Like, how did they just come here with kids, no money? They did the best they could in the beginning. And it just breaks my heart thinking back how hard and how much work they put in just to give us a good life. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Now, I feel like growing up knowing that that's how our family came here and that my dad would always tell me, you know, like we didn't have those opportunities in Ukraine to, you know, get established in life, to have a good career, to make good money. So you have opportunities, so do something with that. And so I've always had that in the back of my head. It's like, what am I going to do with this 
amazing life, this blessing Mm -hmm. that I've been given to make it worth it. Okay, guys. So how can you spot a fob? What are the fob stereotypes that we are always talking about within (laughs) ourselves, our community? Slavic fobs, at least. Uh, I would say, first of all, you can smell a fob. In a good way. Can you describe that? <laughs> they smell so good. Okay, the men wear a lot of cologne, like I really think good cologne. Versace, like right yes. off the bat. Yes, women I, smell really good too. They're like drowned in cologne and perfume, but I love that. Yeah, that's true. I think of a man. It's like our money, our money exchange. <laughs> Versace. That's very fun. Those are definitely fob brands. I feel like one thing about the fob culture and a big stereotype is nothing that we do is subtle. Mm-mm. So it's not just a subtle scent of good perfume. It's you're drowning in it. You're going to smell it from a mile away. And that's the same thing goes for everything else that you do. For clothes, for shoes. <laughs> Bigger is better. Flashier is better. <laughs> like, oh. A Slavic woman will dress up as if she's going to a gala to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You will not catch us with no makeup and a pair of sweatpants going to Walmart. Like, no. Mm-mm. It's frowned upon in our community. <laughs> you do things all the way and that's it. For yeah. any event, you're getting glitz and glam. It is your opportunity to, to shine. shine. <laughs> you are but- a zvyozlichka. <laughs> what about the cars? cars too the cars the flashiest card you can afford or the flashiest card the bank will let you <laughs> afford a bmw an audi or mercedes and if you can't afford it you go to an auction and, and you, you get, get a salvage <laughs> guys guys for the first time in what 10 years i just got my first card that's not salvaged Oh wow! Round of applause. Yana, yeah. is your car salvage? My car is not salvage, but it is just like a simple Nissan for now. We'll upgrade eventually, hopefully. But you know, it's not like a Mercedes like Ina has. <laughs> I actually don't have a salvage car either. I don't think actually. Guys, I think we made it as Americans. I think yeah. we did. That's a big deal. That is a. This big is why deal. we're kind of. Fob. We're starting to graduate out of there. That's That's true. I never want to fully lose the fobness, Uh -uh. though. I already barely have it. I'm holding on for dear life. Please do. I love being a fob, and I want to be a fob. I'll embrace it. I want to be extra everywhere I go Mm -hmm. with my clothes, with everything that I do. And, you know, maybe I won't be wearing like the big Fuchi logo. (laughs) Gee. G-U-C-C-Y. Like, <laughs> I won't take it that far, but, you know, I'm going to embrace that those little bits of my culture. I'm going to do what our family wishes they could have done and take advantage of our opportunity here. <laughs> I agree. What's a stereotypical fob job? There's definitely stereotypical mm. fob jobs. So truck drivers. That's yeah. not really all fobs, but, I mean, it- a lot of... Like our dad, our brothers, like they're all in the trucking business. Mm -hmm. Our cousins, our friends. Oh yeah. Everybody. Okay. Construction is huge and I work a fob job because I'm in construction. (laughs) Yeah. Yana does a demo. Yeah. I do the labor. I build houses with my own hands. (laughs) Granite is another big one. Big industry. Granite and tile, I feel like are the top two. Oh yeah. Um, Working in construction, I would say the guys that we work with that are Slavic are doing they're hard workers too for sure I feel like fobs in general or maybe people just out of I country think immigrants immigrants work yeah, they're hard. such hard mm-hmm. workers they appreciate it you know yeah 
Um, what else? How about working on cars? Uh, working at a oh, yeah. shop. Oh yeah. And you clip someone's got to fix those salvage cars, <laughs> Ian. <laughs> That's very true. That's another big one. Yeah, no, car related stuff. It's like I feel like a Slavic guy would much rather have like a 1999 salvage title Mercedes yes. than a brand new Honda. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Like if it's not a brand a brand <laughs> the brands a lot of like slavic people they don't go to college at yeah, least yeah. a lot of them didn't in my like in generation because they had to work young at like yeah. anyone all my cousin's friends they started working like 16 years old they're like high school helping, yeah i mean mm-hmm. we were one of them yeah. helping out parents yeah my husband when i met him and he was in college getting his bachelor's I was very confused. I'm like, you actually go to college? You're like, why <laughs> would yeah. you? I was like, you don't have a job, but you go to college? I mean, not like he uses his degree now anyways, but... <laughs> He's <Right>. in construction. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, guys, this was so much fun. This I'm was so excited to do more of this. This is just a little bit of an introduction of who we are, where we came from, and before we close out this episode... We're going to have a tradition with every episode where we are going to do a word of the week and we're going to teach you some of our favorite Russian Slavic fob words. What's our first word? What's a common word we always use? (laughs) I feel like this is one that I overuse probably out of the proper context very often. (laughs) Same. And that is (laughs) ujas. Wait guys, what does that even like translate? Ujas? Yeah. Ujas. Let's look this up. Um, it means like... Okay. Ujas directly translates to horror. Horror? Horror. <laughs> the horror. Really? I, I actually did not know. I mean, ujas. Ujas. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. How would we typically use ujas in a sentence? I can't believe that dress came in and it's so ugly. And you spent so much money on it. Ujas. Ujas. That's how I would use ujas, it. Ujas, why is my car so dirty? This guy was so crazy. Ujas. <laughs> <laughs> the dating pool here is ujas. <laughs> for Yana, it's ujas. <laughs> yeah, for, for context, I am single and uh, the twins are both married. Not to the same guy, though. <laughs> Shocking. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure it's not like one of those like obsessed uh, twin things. Shows. All right, guys. We are going to close out this episode and please... Feel free to write us, leave us a review, and send us any of your fob stories. We would love to read them on a future episode. Let us know what you think. And follow us on our Instagram at Kind of Fob Podcast. Kind of K I N D A F O B Podcast. Well, guys, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you to all of our three listeners and my haters. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Bye.